Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we are going to be discussing Love is Blind. As always, we're just going to jump right into the episode. Season 5, episode 2, Can I Talk to You for Real? So... We start off in the quarters, and someone thought it was rocking the cradle instead of robbing the cradle. This was in terms of Lydia talking about Milton. Um, So Lydia is now on her date with Milton, and he couldn't find the cooler that was literally in front of his face. Literally in front of his face. Um, Now... Like I said, I was beside him. But she is really in her head about Izzy and the fact that that ended poorly in her mind. He says, you can tell me about it. And she starts crying. And she says, I crave to be loved for who I am. Beautifully said. He says, you are worthy of being loved. And he thinks that she is a great person. And he admits to her that she is his strongest connection. It might be his only connection. He thinks that she would be a great mother. He then says that his parents were very strict. He felt unhappy in his childhood. He tells us that he went to school in Japan and that he didn't do well. But when he moved back, to the state side um he started doing well in school and um and um and did and did well for himself he's not a good place so she says maybe i need to be more open-minded about you and he wishes that he never told anyone how old he is he wishes he kind of went into this experiment not saying all that um and then um then we see that Lydia literally fell backwards in her chair. My God. Taylor and JP, they're on a date. And she has questions that she wants to ask. Just tell her about his childhood. He really gets very emotional. And he, um, so trigger wording just for mental abuse. I would say this on that level alone. He said some mom was a very angry person. He says it's good now, but she would take her anger out a lot on his sister. And, well, baby sisters. I can't remember if he only has one sister. But she would basically, it would get to the point where she would wake up and just throw things at them, yell at them, trash things. Like, it was not a good situation. Um, And she would... When she would leave, he would go and he would comfort them. It's very sweet. Um, He thinks that it might have been because of her relationship with his dad. Um, She was overprotective. And that was maybe her way of trying to protect her children. Um, Yeah, it just wasn't the right way of doing things. She says parents make mistakes. And we watch and we learn from them. And we... um, get rid of the bad stuff that we learn and we take the good with us and again beautifully put 
he asks, what are, what is one thing you regret not um, saying? And she says, I regret saying that I love you or regret not saying that I love you. And he then says, I love you too. I love them. Okay. So Aaliyah says her and EJ have to meet halfway. She says that she felt very judged by him. Yeah. And um, so they're going to go on a date. She says that I want to be able to not feel judged. Um, and she says that she tells him that she felt judged. She felt like um, she wasn't worthy of him. And then he says, did I say? Kind of condescending. Did I say um, that, that those things? He said, did I say that you would do it again or that you weren't worthy? And she says, yes, yes, you did. Boom. He, got, he did. He got, if he, okay. I can't remember if he actually did say like she would do it again or when I was trying to say like she wasn't worthy, but he damn well near applied, uh, like applied that, applied, um, the word trying to find anyways, um, implied. There we go. He implied that. He says, if I said that, I didn't mean it. He says he was just surprised. Well, that's not a way to react. Damn. Um, she gets that. How do I feel comfortable telling you things? He says, why I reacted um, that way was because he struggles with trusting people. Okay, fine, but, but dude. <laughs> he says his feelings for her um, scare him. Okay, again, fair. All fair things. But just don't act like an asshole. He thinks that he was probably looking for something wrong. And that's how maybe why he reacted the way he did. He says that um, her telling him was huge, even though she, you know, she knew he would not take it well. He says he's falling for her. And he asks, do you forgive me? And she says, yes. I literally said, this is not the right choice. You shouldn't be forgiving him or continuing with this personally. That's how I felt in that moment. Um, He said, as long as you are being honest, We'll be fine. But you, what about mm, pot, meat, kettle? About honesty? Yeah. Okay. Let's continue, guys. Um, he said he doesn't want to lose her. You should prepare yourself to lose her. Then Stacy and Izzy are playing golf, and she says games keep you young, and so does Botox. <laughs> um. He says that he was thinking of her naked from the second day they were talking. Damn, sir. Um, he feels like he doesn't have to worry about her being able to be vulnerable and um, doesn't care if someone else wants to, you know, like him like she does. I think that might have been her or him. I can't remember. But one of them said this. Said this. Who, 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 who. Um, Chris looks like he Ah, I see what I said here. I said that Chris looks like the guy from the 
cutie situation. I can't remember his name for the life. Cole. That's it. He looks like Cole. Am I the only one? I gotta say that. I gotta tell you because he looks like Cole. Once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. Anyway, Chris. Um, he's going on a date with Johnny. Um, he says that he has never been so sure before about somebody. Uh, he thinks that she would fit right in with his family um, on game nights. He then tells her that he is in love with her. She says she can picture a future with him. Um, and it makes sense when Chris, like what makes sense with Chris for her. But then Izzy, she says, it feels like a fifth grade crush. That right there is why it's not going to work. That's literally what I said. Like, that's why we'll never work with him. But he says he was brought up strict. This is what Izzy is saying to um, Johnny. He says family was actually raised Jehovah's Witness. He said he couldn't partake in holidays at school. Like he actually had to be like excluded from these things. He couldn't even participate in competitive sports. I didn't know that you couldn't do that as a Jehovah's Witness. That's nuts. Um, he tells this story about how he went Easter egg hunting and his dad saw him and got so mad and he yanked him out of that. He felt it got so bad in that moment and in, in this in well in these moments and with this religion and and he said he had to get out of there. So he went to his cousin's house, told the cousin everything that was going on, and then the cousin tells him, well, you know that's not your real dad, right? Oh, shit. And he said he lost his shit. He felt lost. Um, but grand scheme of things, he's no longer a Jehovah's Witness. He got his very first Christmas tree in 2018. So she tells him, um, you can come to my family's Christmas or whatever. And he says he is really into her. He asks if she sees it with him. And she says, with the other connection that I have, it feels more like a friendship. And then she says, it's you. And it seems like he was excited here, but at the same time, it also was very fleeting, his excitement that he kind of had in his face. Um, anyway, so Taylor and JP, they're on a date, and we can see he is literally about to propose to her. And then he gets down on a knee, and he asks her, will you marry me? And she says, yes. They, uh, they love each other. And they are going to love each other forever. I love them. <laughs> um, so Chris feels like Johnny is the one. So they're going to be going on a date. She says that she thinks it's easy with him. Um, and she kind of had to analyze like where she is at. And she feels emotionally she has a stronger connection with somebody else. So this is what she says to him. He tells her he appreciates it. He enjoyed the time with her that he had. And he thinks that she is a incredible person. She hopes that he finds what he's looking for in here. But he won't. 
you know, anyway, he (laughs) tells her she doesn't need to stay in the pod anymore. And she leaves and he stays in there and he kind of starts crying and he says that he did feel confident about Johnny. So it's unfortunate. So then Johnny and Izzy have a date. She tells him she can't see it. She can't, uh, sorry. She tells him that she cut it off with guy number two, aka Chris. He says, yeah, I, I heard. Um, he says, I, I wasn't there when it happened, but I heard. And she tells him he was, um, the safer option for her. And she says that he is the only one. She says, Dizzy. Complete silence on his end. He says he is insecure from his ex-fiance. She says that she just doesn't want to feel like the damaged one. She then asks if he has addiction issues. Weird fucking question to be asking. But no, he doesn't. Um, The um, reason she says that she asked this is because her longest relationship that she had, had, there was addiction issues involved in that. She says they did a breakup. Um, but fast forward, she's um, getting a message from some girl, and she's or a call from some girl, and sh- this person tells her that her ex had died of an overdose. That's when things got rocky with her and her ex husband. So she was in love with that ex, the guy who OD'd, who is not her ex husband. Um, she then says her ex husband was more of a rebound for fuck's sakes you don't marry a rebound you just you shouldn't be marrying a rebound i guess but um she says she wants to be here she says she is in she is in love before she gets into a relationship like that's what she wants she wants to make sure she's in love before she gets into a relationship um she said all of this happened seven years ago his body language right now is speaking volumes she says that she just doesn't want to have any regrets. He respects that. And then she says that he's quiet because he is very quiet. He says, I'm just processing everything. And he does say that it worries him that um, she feels like she doesn't, or sorry, that worries him. Um, she feels like he just doesn't want to talk about it. And he just feels really caught off guard, he says. I think he was looking for a reason. Anyway, and he found it. She says he was not a good partner to her, but she still loved him. That don't make no sense. Um, she does think that she's capable of falling in love again. And he says that, listen, I'm not judging, but he felt he um, should have known this before. She does say that she's falling in love with him, but the ball is in his court. And at this point, they just call it a night. He says that he's overwhelmed. He says that the past matters, but it's not influencing him. Okay. Um, She does say to him, they know if it's not me, um, that's fine. The fuck it is. But you are it for me. She goes back to her quarters and says, that I let go of someone who truly cares. And in this case, she's talking about Chris. 
she says if he chooses Stacy, he won't be happy. And she says that he will regret it. So then that's kind of it with that. We do kind of see the crazy a little bit coming out of, of Johnny a little bit. That's not so much crazy. I don't like that word. I keep saying I don't like that. But this, we're going to shoo her here and it's not looking good. Anyway, then we see Taylor is, um, you know, getting ready for her meeting with JP. And there they are in front of the doors. Then the lights turn on. Then we have the silhouettes and then the doors open. And that is the end of episode two of Love is Blind. So we'll jump into um, how that meeting goes for the both of them. But that is it for episode two. So we'll get into episode three in just a little bit. But that is the end of this episode. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple podcast will be in the show notes. Also, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on my podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your heart's desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything. Our episodes as well will be 
at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.